We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, it was an ugly fourth quarter. The first three quarters, Nixon, you're going to say, boy, they really took care of business the right way until they floundered the that fourth quarter, but get the win, and that's the most important, a wire-to-wire victory. Knicks are now 16-3 and in their last 19 games. 19-5 and at home. Coming very dominant now in the world's most famous arena. And they improved to 33-18. and Knicks got to keep scratching out wins until they get healthy. Still missing several key players. And an OB, Grimes, Randall, Robinson. And hoping that Jalen Brunson's ankle won't keep him out. It looked it looked ugly when it first happened. There's a 19-year-old, Gigi Jackson, getting a little handshake from a 38-year-old. So he's twice his age. That's one of the beautiful things about the NBA. And Taj Gibson still giving back. All right. Well. Huh. That was not necessarily the night that many of us expected to have um, not only going into the game, facing uh, an extraordinarily undermanned uh, Grizzly squad that just did not have, just did not have anybody. Um, a night that we, we didn't expect to have going into the game, a night that we didn't expect to have uh, with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter of this game uh, when the Knicks were up by 26 points. Again, going up against a Memphis Grizzlies squad that had absolutely nobody on the floor. And yet, at one point during this thing, at the end, it was a four-point game. And this was with just under two minutes to go. This this was a game that went from, again, at one point, this was a 28-point lead. And yet, the result was in doubt with under two minutes to go, which is crazy to say. But yet, that is where we were. And... Obviously, at this point, all eyes turn to Jalen Brunson, um, it, who, when just to give everybody a quick recap, who may be listening tomorrow, maybe turned off the game at halftime, which I wouldn't have blamed you. Maybe turn off the game after the third quarter, I wouldn't have blamed you. You know, we were sitting here watching on playback, and I was kind of joking, oh, there's no chance Jalen Brunson gets back into this game. Didn't even think it was a possibility. 26 point lead. Grizzlies hit back to back threes. Uh, with the just under, I think it was about just under. They, they, so they closed the gap to 20 points with eight, a little bit more than eight minutes to go. So, all right, 20 point lead, a little bit more than eight minutes to go. 
What does Tibbs do? Puts back in Jalen Brunson, puts back in Isaiah Hardenstein, both of whom had gone to the bench. Presumably, you you would have thought for the rest of the game. Yeah, there was 808 left in the game when they came back into the game again. Score was 103-83. And what happened from there? Well, the Grizzlies just kept scoring. Uh, we had a couple not so great turnovers, a couple of maybe semi rush shots sooner uh, before long. Dante DiVincenzo comes in the game. And all the while, and credit to the freaking Memphis Grizzlies, I joked about it in the first quarter. The Memphis Grizzlies shot five of 10 in the first quarter from deep. And I made a joke. Guys, I'm going to sit here and predict the Memphis Grizzlies will not shoot 20 of 40 from three and finish this game at 50% from deep. And you know what? I was right. They didn't shoot 50% from deep. They shot better. They finished this game shooting just under 57% from deep. They made more than half their threes, and it seemed like everything was going in at one point in the fourth quarter. And for a few minutes stretch there, um, the Knicks couldn't really do anything right, even with Jalen Brunson in the game. Um, and then disaster. Uh, 531 left. Brunson had not even, he'd been barely in for two and a half minutes. Uh, steps wrong on, I think he, he stepped on a, the, a, the foot of a Memphis guy and turned his ankle and fell to the floor in very clear pain. Got up on his own power, on his revelation, whatever you want to say. Walked to the locker room without any assistance, like I don't want to read too much into this like Zapruder film, but didn't seem like he was limping going back to the locker room, but obviously that doesn't tell the full story. I mean, guys have finished games. Like Jimmy, we saw Jimmy Butler do it last year in the playoffs when he finished the game on a severely sprained ankle and missed the following game for the Miami Heat. So just because Jalen Brunson was walking back to the locker room, okay, doesn't mean that he's going to be able to play I mean, who knows? We, we have no idea. At this point, going to my head, I'd be surprised if he played versus Dallas. Um, and so it didn't look like anything too severe. But like, are we sitting here absolutely sure that Jalen Brunson is going to play before the All-Star break? I, I would hope he does. I can't sit, sit here and say that for sure because again, Sprained his ankle. Swiss his ankle. Something. Something happened. Something definitely happened. And we simply are sitting here. We do. We don't know. And this moment, this very moment, was exactly what we have feared with this team for some time. For as wonderfully as they've been playing, and they've been playing as well as any team in the league. Um, and look, there will be people who will sit here and they will they will blame the coach for putting Brunson back in, which is look, it's fine. It's a it's a a valid point, but why? Like, it's basically a decision of either you you think the game is in danger or you think the game is not in danger. Tibbs thought the game was in danger, and guess what? He was right. And like the minutes that Brunson came in didn't necessarily help them, and they ended up pulling it out. But like this thing was really down to the wire. Um, but then you ask the next question. Well, okay. Well, at a certain point, it's not worth it. And I think to a lot of people, especially if Jalen Brunson is going to have to miss a game, multiple games, they're going to say, was it worth it? Maybe it wasn't worth it. And I think that conversation extends further out. It extends to how much these guys have been pushed. Um, everybody's entitled to their own opinion on that. I 
I'm not placing I, the part of the frustrating part of this is first of all they got to win. We should be happy about that because every win counts, and this win was important. And I, I am happy about that. And everybody should be thankful they got the win. Two, respect the opposition, respect the fact that this team shot that lights out of the ball. And it's not because Knicks stopped playing defense. Knicks were playing good defense all night. But like, you know, if the if the Grizzlies were going to pull up from however many feet and sink those shots, well, then you know. And if they if they make them, they make them. So credit to them. Um, and number three, there were some big performances in this game. You know, I'm probably burying the lead here. I've been talking for almost eight minutes. And I haven't mentioned the name Dante DiVincenzo once. Dante DiVincenzo came up huge in this game. Finished the game with 32 points on 18 shots. Shot four of nine from three. uh, Five rebounds, five assists. And was awesome and hit. I could say it now. I, I think he hit one of the biggest shots of the season. Because when the Knicks were down by four, or sorry, up by four, with under two minutes to go, uh, DiVincenzo took a pull-up three from above the above the break, basically straight away, and sank it. And if he if that shot doesn't go in, I am petrified to think about how this night would have ended. But it went in, and we could kind of rest easy after that. So massive, massive moment from DiVincenzo. And like, look, here's the thing. There were big moments from a lot of guys in this game. Uh, Isaiah Hardenstein almost got his career high. He was 7 of 8 from the field. Precious Achua had a ton of big moments. Bronson, obviously, was awesome. He finished with 27 points. He was unstoppable for the first three quarters of this game. Um, even Josh Hart finished with 10 points, 10 rebounds. I thought he did some nice things. He uh, made it three, thank God. That was nice to see. McBride, I mean, it kind of started to get away there with some moments in the fourth quarter, but he he did some nice things. And even like Taj Gibson, Malachi Flynn, like like nobody, there's no finger of blame to point here at any of the players. There, I don't even point the finger of blame at Tibbs because again, he's a 20 point lead with eight plus minutes to go. You could lose that game and they almost did. And I'm not even bl- placing the finger of blame at the front office because I think they, going into the season, we all looked at the depth and we're like, the depth is the strength of this team. And I do think the depth was the strength of this team. And I think the depth still is the strength of this team, which is why we're sitting here and we're talking about this team being five and one since they haven't had Julius Randle. And since they haven't had OG Ananobi and they've done all of this without Mitchell Robinson and without Quentin Grimes, the last few games as well, obviously you need strong depth to be able to do this, but that depth has now been pushed to the limit. You can't push it anymore. The guys that are healthy and are your normal rotation players are tired. And the guys that are not your normal rotation players, I mean, Jesus, Taj Gibson had to get up and play 12 minutes in this game. He was sitting on his couch a week ago. Um, and they only played eight guys tonight because, like, there's, just, there's no one else. I'm sure people will throw Fournier at me tonight. I, I guess, fine. But there needs to be a move. And I think we all just have to hope that this Brunson injury isn't too serious. If it's not serious, even, you know, honestly, if he misses the Mavs game, I wouldn't even, I I genuinely don't even care at this point. I'd probably sign up right now for him to miss the Mavs game and that'd be the only game. Because you know what? If he misses the Mavs game, I hope you sit Josh Hart. I hope you sit Isaiah Hardenstein um, and give all those guys a night off. And just, just chalk it up. You know, 
Um, that's what I would do if Brunson can't give it a go. And then you go and then you try to get one or two of those last three games against the Pacers and then the Magic and the Rockets on the road. And none of those will be picnics. But this at this point, it's for me, and we were talking about this towards the end of the playback. With where this team is at and the injuries they've sustained, I'm not going to sit here and be like seeding is no longer important. But they they need to get healthy again, and they absolutely need to make sure that they are healthy and not gassed by the time they get to the playoffs. Because there is, as many people have said, something special going on with this team. I talked about it on Thursday night, how there's something special going on with this team. You can't... You have to be healthy enough to give them a chance to do something special when it matters most. And so uh, we'll see what they do. I mean, I just can't, I'm looking at this. Two, I can't believe two guys played 40 minutes tonight. Precious Chichua and Dante DiVincenzo. But they needed to. They needed to. If Dante DiVincenzo doesn't play 40 minutes, they probably don't win this game. You know? Um, I'm, Josh Hart, I mean, I don't know if Josh Hart's going to catch any heat tonight. I thought he was good tonight. Played 37 minutes. He was a plus 20. How about that? That was That's pretty good. Uh, so uh, that's that's really all I got. Um, happy to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Happy to talk about trades, anything. We could obviously talk about the game. Uh, and again, I just want to say one more time, like credit to the Grizzlies. They didn't go away. They didn't give up. They didn't give in. Those guys played their asses off at both ends. They were making, I thought they were making big defensive plays in the fourth quarter. Like not that even Chenzo was having his way uh, driving the lane all night long. And then there was one possession there down the stretch of the fourth quarter. Not that even Chenzo drives, gets swatted away. Somebody came out of nowhere and swatted it. Like those are the sorts of plays the Grizzlies were making there in the fourth quarter. And they really deserve a lot of credit. And they hit, I mean, it's a make or miss league and they were making everything. So uh, credit to them. Um, hope Brunson's okay. And uh, that is... Pretty much all I need to say about that. And on that note, Andrew Claudio, John Macri. I believe we have some uh, some picks to discuss. Do we not? Yes, we do. And uh, I was I was nervous we were going to one for four tonight, and then the game got interesting again. So uh, we will we'll do this properly since that, uh, there's no real segue into this. I, a safe bet is that um, we'll be not get anything from the Knicks about Jalen Brunson's injury over the next two days. And we'll just find out close to game time, uh, whether he's playing or not. I mean, I'll so, tell you, he's going to be questionable for Thursday. I think it'll be, it'll be day to day and it'll be all the medicals are the medicals, John. It's all the medicals, like the medicals of medicals, Andrew. That's what Tibbs will tell us over the next couple of days. And then sometime on Thursday, we'll get told that he's out and hopefully all of that coincides with the Knicks have also acquired one to two players. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So our betting and sweating segment, of course, is brought to you by our good friends at prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100 daily fantasy sports made easy. Again, prizepicks.com slash KFS use code KFS for that first deposit match anywhere up to and including $100. They're on the screen. I see it. I'm going after it right now. Uh, GMAC, 
went with Josh Hart over 26 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So I cited um, those Josh Hart uh, points and rebounds before. I, I did not see his assist number. I'm uh, but he finished no. with four. He finished four with four. So just under. It was good. It was a good bet. Maybe a little aggressive by you, but it's okay. Um, G, uh, XJ went with over Jalen Bronson, seven assists. He got the over. It was eight assists for Jalen Bronson. Did he get the eighth in the fourth quarter? He did when he came back in. I also just on behalf of our friends at Prize Picks, we've been getting this wrong apparently for weeks now. Uh, we don't say over or under. It's more, more or, less. or less than. So more than seven assists. More than seven assists. He got it. Good job by XJ. Uh, Sean went uh, more. Let's see what I did there. Uh, two and a half. Isaiah Hardenstein blocks and steals. Isaiah Hardenstein ended up with three blocks and two steals. Uh, man, the Knicks had a lot of one steal. Tonight. I got one steal for Hartenstein. I have two. Well, someone's right. Well, either way, it's a win. He got uh, it. And they are what? neither. He did not get it until the last two minutes of the game. Well, better late than never. And um, the the better the night, the better the year. Mensa uh, went more than half a three point field goal made for Precious Jua. He made it in the first quarter. It was very happy. A lot happier than we are now. And uh, good job by Mensa uh, getting that. So three yep. for four, pretty good night. A three for four night. I'd also like to answer a question in the live chat. Uh, AC is asking what happened to Casual Fridays. Um, AC, that show used to be recorded on Thursday. It's because it's whenever we have an off day on Thursday. That's when we do pods in Casual Friday with an air on Friday. I would like you to go and look at the schedule and tell me the last time the Knicks were off on a Thursday. So that's what happened to Casual Fridays. You can do the math after that. They'll be back next week because the Knicks are off again on Thursday. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, okay. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. And with Giddy that, up. with that, let us uh, talk about whatever people want to talk about. I'm feeling tonight's going to be an interesting one. Okie dokie. Mythic Monty, make the trade, Leon. Enough overuse injuries. Yeah. Um, needs to happen. I like, look, is there blame because he didn't make the trade already? I, I don't know. Like, the market is what the market is, and you don't want to overpay. And my guess, because this is how it happens every year, is like prices are what they are until the last moment and then you see if they come down and like I would guess that whatever the prices are right now it's the Knicks are not willing to pay those prices and again without knowing what they are I'm not sure I could blame them and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that like teams are asking for too much right now and um, so again it's it's an unfortunate situation but at the same time like you usually usually when a team is missing four rotation players out of your out of your top four rotation players out of your top nine, uh, and really, it's I mean, even that's overextending it because like I, I kind of consider Deuce to be like the, the definitive ninth man. No offense against him, but he's like definitely the ninth man. So you're missing half of your 
top. You're missing half your playoff rotation. Let's say that. You're missing because Deuce, I don't think, is playing in the playoffs. You're missing half your playoff rotation. Like most teams missing half their playoff rotation don't go five and one. And that's what the Knicks have gone. I know Grimes is available for some of those games. Um, but it's it's so like I it's a tough situation. Um, but they do they need to make a trade. That's all. Uh some updates. Fred Katz. Tom Thibodeau said he doesn't know anything about what's going on with Jalen Brunson. Said Brunson is with the medical team right now. Uh, regarding Josh Hart, he's being checked out by the medical team. I didn't even mention Josh Hart. Seemed to twist his knee a little bit in the fourth quarter. Said he didn't know the injury. Hart was holding his right th- right knee. So, there you go. Haitian Ferg. What's going on, Haitian? Please direct all tips slander to the front office. Get some damn bench help ASAP. I mean, I'm... I'm with you there again. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't know what you're supposed to do. If you're Tibbs in that spot, um, you tell like, I, I know what's coming. I'm sure we're getting the 48 comments pretty soon. I, that's, I'm sorry. It's not the answer for me. Um, anyway, there won't be a run to make. If we start dropping like flies, Brunson shouldn't have to come back in, but the bench simply forced his hand. Yeah. I like, I think, look, if we really want to go back and examine this game, should they, I mean, this is going to sound crazy to say, but should they probably have been up by more than 26 points with nine minutes to go? Yeah. Like, this is a game against this team where you should probably be up 40 at some point. And yet, at the same time, I'm going to say two things. One, they were shooting above 50% for the entire freaking game from deep. That's number one. And number two, like, I know they got their asses handed to them by Boston two nights ago, this Grizzlies team. But go look at this team's box scores. Like they they played the Knicks when like the the, the rash of on injuries first onset. And then they went like five hundred over the next two or three weeks. They won like four of eight or four of nine or whatever it was. And they were beaten they were knocking off some decent teams. And then recently they had another losing streak. Or they've had another losing streak. But like go look at the scores of some of those games. And I know Jaron Jackson Jr. was healthy for a lot of those, and he makes a difference. Absolutely, he makes a difference. He's a reigning defensive player of the year. But like this, the 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 guys that this team has, like they're out there, they're scrapping and clawing. Like you see, and they could shoot. That's the other thing is they could shoot. So I want to like. I still think the Knicks probably should have been up by more than what they were. Um. And that there were, yeah, could we go back and look at some possessions and be like, yeah, you could have taken that more seriously. You could have taken that more seriously. Sure. But I, 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 I'm having a tough time. I'm having a tough time laying a whole lot of blame on anybody right now. I think it's just one of those unfortunate things. Thanks, you Haitian. Mythic Monty, perhaps the biggest stroke of bullshit three point luck. Yeah. I mean, that's the league today, right? That's the league today. It's not going anywhere. And again, these were a lot of these were tough threes. A lot of these were like step back threes, a, a lot of above the break threes. There were some corner threes in there for sure. But it was a lot of um you just like guys were hitting shots and you gotta like tip your cap. Thanks, Mythic Mati. Ja, so focused. What's going on, Ja? Uh, it was great, it's great meeting you the other night. First, shame on us for not reenacting the Jeremy Jig on Saturday live. That was a big uh, that was a mistake. Second, my fear of being without Brunson is why I put aside fit concerns for DeJounte Murray. Prayers up. You're looking, you're looking, 
you're looking smarter today. I'll say that, Jai. You're looking smarter today. Um, but here's the thing. Like, so this injury happens. Do you think it changes the calculation on Murray? And I, I'm not. You're gonna think I'm nuts, Jai. You're gonna think I'm nuts. I, I'm not sure it does. And I keep going back to this thing, and I, I, I'm starting to feel like I don't know what I feel like because I feel like I should have a different point at this at this juncture. But assuming Brunson is going to be okay, uh, like watching what Dante DiVincenzo did tonight, and watching what he's been capable of, and what he's been doing, uh, he took he only only took nine threes in this game after taking 62 three-point shots over his last four games, second in the league over that stretch to Steph Curry. There's been like a handful of guys in the history of the league who have ever taken six, attempted 62 three-point field goals in a four-game stretch. Um, Very few guys, again, about the same number who have made as many. I think he's made 24 in, in that stretch over the previous four games. Made another four tonight. What DiVincenzo was doing as the starting shooting guard for this team is nothing short of a revelation. And I don't think Murray's coming here and coming off the bench. I've never thought that. It's part of I it's part of why I don't think these talks have ever been serious. The reporting today and in days in recent days and really honestly in recent weeks has been pretty consistent that the that the that the talks have never been serious with Atlanta for Murray. And I, I just don't think that that's the tree they're marking up. Thanks, Joe. Joe with another one. Third, we couldn't hold a 20-point lead without Jalen Brunson. Why? Um, I think because you're seeing... I think you're seeing the team stretch to its limits. Who are the top... So you're... And again, Brunson was back in with the 20-point lead. Like, there were a couple of not great possessions with Jalen in there. I'm obviously not blaming Jalen Brunson for this to, to be very clear, but like, it's a weird thing to assess because like you put in Brunson protect the lead and he actually kind of didn't help you do that. But like, why didn't we protect the league? You, you look at who they're missing. Their top four creators, Brunson, Randall quickly, RJ at the beginning of the season, three of those guys either gone or out. The guy you got back for quickly and RJ gone. Um, and so it's essentially Brunson and DiVincenzo. Like I thought, DiVincenzo was awesome. Like you got everything you could possibly want out of DiVincenzo. I'm certainly not going to sit here and blame Jalen Brunson. The guy had a great night. He had a couple of not great possessions. So then it's on who. You know, you're relying on. And again, I I don't want to put this on Deuce McBride or for that matter Malachi Flynn. But like this is why you need a true backup point guard. It is the most important position in the sport by far. By far, it is the most important position in the sport. And I love the progress that Deuce McBride Pride has made. He's not a point guard. He's not. It it is what it is. And and Flynn is kind of just a guy. So there you go. Um, Kevin Danishevsky. Would totally get it if this team wants to punt the next four games heading into the All-Star break and rest all the injured guys. I wouldn't be against it at all. Um, by the way, just real quick, uh, Tibbs saying the second half, our defense wasn't very good. They shot threes. We didn't challenge. They made. Uh, 
but I want to say we built a big league. We didn't close it out as well as we should have. Getting a win is the most important thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. They probably didn't challenge threes as much as they could have. Um, I thought, but again, for the lead that they had, I thought their defense was like pretty good throughout the second half. I, obviously, Tibbs disagrees. Um, hey, they're not punting the next four games. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it, let me get, I'll, let's say this. Is there a real question? Maybe I'm maybe I'm brushing this comment off too quickly because Brunson lives by the if I could walk, I'm going to play ethos. That's his MO. If I could walk, I'm going to play. Do you do you say screw it and take the decision out of his hands? That is not what they have done as an organization at any point in time since Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau have been here. And well, if if Brunson's not on the court, and but then it then it brings the trade deadline into question because like do they acquire a player tomorrow who could be in uniform Thursday night? And then that influences their decision. Well, because like if you don't have Brunson, I I kind of agree with your premise. Sit everybody. Because you ain't winning any games without Jalen Brunson right now, without Julius Randle. You know, um, you're just it's you're just not gonna do it. Not against the teams, I don't think against the teams on your schedule. Um yeah. it's a tough conversation to have. I mean, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I'd be I'd be a love to be a fly on the wall. But I think what happens now over the next couple of days with the trade deadline, I think is it was already it already was worth watching. Now it's really worth watching. Thanks, Kev. Kevin with another one. Want to note that Memphis shot 60% from three. Hashtag variance. Yeah, they were insane. It was crazy. Absolutely nuts. Sam Garcia, they could never make it easy. No, no. I mean, look, they've had a lot of big wins by a lot of points over, over their time, but like, should you be giving up 113 points to this Grizzly squad? No, you should not. In no uncertain terms, should you be giving up 20 points to this Grizzly squad? It just, it should not happen. And they did. Can I piggyback on that? Sure. When do you think the last time the Grizzly scored 113 points was? Oh, I don't know. Has it been a month? I, you could tell me it's a month and I wouldn't be shocked. January 15th. They haven't they, scored more than 110 in their last, I believe it's the last 11 games. Which is why yeah. I thought... I thought that the scrappiness of the Grizzlies was a bit overplayed, but the three-point variance that you saw from them tonight was was insane, as Kevin mentioned. Yeah, yeah, no, I, like again, I, I, I don't. The, was it was it like fourth quarter playoff level defense throughout the second half? Obviously, if it was, it was not. But that therein lies the whole conversation we're having, where. His, I'm sure the guys were like, we could get away with playing 85% defense for the rest of this game and we'll be fine. And like, can again, can you blame the players for that? You don't expect these guys to hit these threes at the rate that they're hitting them. I don't blame them for taking their foot off the gas. I, I'm not going to tell you to go rewatch this game because it was just that awful. I did notice a lot of open threes is what I'll say. I think the last, when it got under 10 is when you started to see the, the Grizzlies That's hit contested fair. threes, but... The first six, which is a real sentence I just said, um, the first bunch were pretty open, and they were they were getting back in 
they were they were pushed in transition and then you know sure. two passes okay. away and then there and was a couple above the break there's straight on threes there's a couple corner threes that were wide open and then you were just like oh so we're actually doing this tonight okay and that's all it takes all it takes is a few minutes you know yeah there were nine of 12 from three in the fourth quarter which is <laughs> which is just stupid so nine of 12 in the fourth yes well that's how you erase a 28 point lead so uh thanks sam we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's see. All-star break can't come any faster or a trade. Yeah, well, I have, we're getting one of those before the other. That's what I think. Well, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to choose to allow this to make me sleep easier at night. Per Ian Bigley, for what it's worth, both Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart walked out of the locker room area at MSG without a noticeable limp. Again, I am choosing. I'm choosing like Fox Mulder, like Fox Mulder to believe. Are you like bothered? Like you what seem you antsy. You seem like antsy tonight. Yeah, That's you're all. bothered. Of course okay. I'm bothered. And it, it's it's the uncertainty of what happens with Brunson and, and Hart. I'm bothered because this is a shitty situation. And usually this is very weird because there's no I don't I truly believe that there's no one to blame here. I really don't. I, there's no one that I'm pointing the finger of blame at. And that I think is making me uncomfortable that I feel so annoyed at what has happened. And I, I'm not, I can't be annoyed at anybody. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, that's, I, it, this, because it's just a bad situation. Our tendency is to decide who's responsible for said bad situation. Natural human emotion. Every, yeah. You always have to blame someone. It's, impossible it's like being upset happen. at the weather at the moment though. Like yeah. uh, something happened and you yeah. didn't have control over it. And I don't, the Fournier thing is interesting because against this Grizzlies team, I thought he could play, but I'm convinced there's something more than just Tibbs won't play him. I think because like, remember last year when we were like, why can't Cam get minutes? Well, okay. When some of us were like, at this point there, there are six players. Why can't Cam play a little bit? And we were under the impression that his representation was like, if you're not going to seriously consider him part of your future, don't trade him, don't play him so we can, have him healthy. Don't risk injury. My thought is like, is a team like, please don't. Now we're not taking Fournier's contract because he played on Tuesday and got hurt. I, I, I don't, don't think it would have mattered. Because what what are we really talking about here? What are we talking about? We're talking about we're, we're essentially talking about Fournier in place of Flynn. No, I'm saying like play nine. 
But even yeah, but then, I don't, I don't think uh, the Knicks are up twenty eight without Evan Fournier. I don't like think they, that's the reason why they the, the lead disappeared. Because you, that, you I think, to speak to your point, that this yeah, is a, you, an uncanny situation. You got the huge lead, and at that point, nobody was overextended, so you were all set up to ride this one out. And then it was all of a sudden, like really, we were fine in terms of the minutes, in terms of everything. Guys weren't tired. Guys, there's nothing wrong. Until the nine-minute mark of the fourth quarter. So the notion it's like they should have been playing Fournier before that point? Yeah, no, no, that no. doesn't make sense. It's a so last couple gonna- games thing that I was like, if you wanted to make a case for Fournier, you could have. I'm not no, going to go out on a gonna- limb for Fournier. And even tonight, to your point, they were up by 28. This yeah. is... This is the Grizzlies deciding they were going to shoot 75% yeah, from three not, in the fourth quarter. I can't do it. I don't see it. I, Are you seeing smoke for Tibbs? Because I'm not. I, oh, no, I'm I, sure I, there is. I just. I No, I no, no. I'm I, again. It's like I'm just. Again, I'm annoyed at the fact that I'm annoyed. Maybe I, it, oh, okay. it's, it's an unfortunate situation. That's all it is. It's an unfortunate situation. And you know what? You know, actually, here it is. The thing that we all worried about happened. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, we all could have called this happening at some point and it happened. And it's like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know, if anything, I'm more empathized with Tibbs because I do think he was preparing to sit Brunson the entire fourth was, quarter. Yeah. He had 29 minutes played. He had taken Hartenstein out like Taj that, that lineup with Taj, Josh Hart, DiVincenzo. Like I thought you when Precious Chess checked in, I thought he was coming in for DiVincenzo. And they're just going to try and ride a 20 to 25 yeah. point lead the you, rest of the way. You know, I mean, again, I'm always, I, I, am, am I, am I being, trying a little too hard to give him credit? Like Brunson sat out for the first like eight or seven and a half minutes of the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Like that's, Tibbs never does that. And the league so got like, bigger too. What? <laughs> and the league got yeah, bigger. Exactly. So yeah. again, there's no reason to bring him back in so soon. But he, and so that like he gave him, that would have been a perfect situation where if Tibbs brings him back in after three minutes or four minutes, but if you really need to do that now, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to get the guy to 35 minutes tonight unnecessarily, but he set it up so that it wasn't going to end at that point. And it was just this unfortunate series of circumstances that made it get to that point. Brunson checked in when they were down when it was a 20 point leader, 17, uh, 20. So it was still twenty, okay, with eight, eight, eight oh eight or eight thirteen, something like that to go over eight minutes. Okay. Yeah, Brunson checked in. It was a twenty point game, and then it shrunk to twelve yeah. within. Which the next, like, like, yeah, you figure in that situation. All right, you bump it up back to 25, 26, 27 By the time it's five minutes left, and Brunson goes out, he played, and there he is. He played thirty two minutes. That's it. You're done. No conversation. Yeah, I, I got. It. If, if there's, I mean. I'll say it because I don't. You're afraid you can, I think, but I don't see the smoke for Tibbs that that needs to do with this. I haven't gone through the comments yet to see if there's a it's a his fault. Oh, we'll night, see, but but we'll see. Yeah, I, I th- like you said, this is it rained, and we're annoyed that it rained. So, um, here's another one. Again, I'm choosing choosing to take solace and everything I can. But why are you making a face? No, we're just you're taking Sorry. solace. Let's do it. I mean, want to take solace too. I feel Don, I again, feel anti as well. Go ahead. Da, thanks to Ian Begley. Um, he's the best. Dante DiVincenzo asked about Jalen Brunson injury. Playing with Jalen for so long, I asked him, "Are you good?" And he said, "I'm good." 
DiVincenzo didn't seem overly concerned about Brunson's ankle, which he appeared to sprain in the fourth quarter of the next win over Memphis. So that comment, again, I'm probably reading so much more into this than I should. Um, I, I, I'm i going to, to me, I'll put the over-under on games missed for Brunson at one and a half. And maybe that even that even that line's too high. I'll put it at one and a half. I also co-sign if he's out Thursday, Josh Hart should be out. DiVincenzo should be out. Hartenstein should be out. Jacob Toppin should be playing meaningful minutes. Start, start, bring back Cam Reddish to play hashtag meaningful minutes. You know what? Why not? Like, like, let's see. We'll let, let, we'll let Benji, let, let them have Benji for the night. We'll let Sean go over there and play. All the tall people at Knicks film school can go play that night. Your starting lineup. It's precious. It's still play. We'll, we'll, it's, it'll be Sims, Achua, uh, I guess we'll start topping. Yeah, he can play the three. It's a good stat pending game for DiVincenzo. I'm sure DiVincenzo might want to get some run there. And then I'm Nick- saying sit DiVincenzo. Like anybody that has a hint of play, a chance to play in the playoffs. <laughs> we all right. We'll, we'll agree to disagree there. And then uh, uh, McBride and uh, who am I forgetting? Malachi, Taj McBride is back Malachi. center. There you go. That's and then run- Archie. That's the Villanova grad that can play. That will let Archie play. You know? Just yeah, bring man. the Westchester team up and play on, on Thursday. I don't care. I know other Char- Silver will get mad and we'll just say, you you made this monster. We're just Char- playing a lot. Char- Charlie Brown Jr., you're the next contestant on can you walk and chew gun at the same time? Mm-hmm. Get a uniform. Agreed. Okay. Ready? Yeah. David Futternick. Hello, David. Grandma, why is Grandpa Fuddy so tired all the time? <laughs> well, honey, that's because he's been a Knicks fan since 1991. That's fantastic. Another easy Knicks win. I can see the I can see the tweet now. Hold on. If you haven't already tweeted it, I'm sure you have. Um, thanks, Fuddy. Um, you're the man, as always. Uh, Juanon, what's going on? Higher chances of happening after this Brunson ankle disaster, which we are hoping, which we are hoping is not an ankle disaster. Tibbs pulling the starters earlier in a blowout or a Robert Randolph trade prediction being correct. Shout out Robert Randolph and his sub stack burners. I think all I think all of you guys in sub stack are actually Robert Randolph. I think he's just he's assuming all of these different personalities. You're Robert Randolph. Alex is Robert Randolph. Ami's Robert Randolph. Jonas is Robert Randolph. I'm forgetting a lot of a lot of greats here in uh what is always an entertaining subsect check. But you're all Robert Randolph. You're just different, different aliases. Um a greater chance of uh Tibbs pulling his starters earlier in a blowout for sure. You know, Robert Randolph is mush. If he if he bets if he bets the race, you rip up your ticket. That's all it is. Thanks, Juana. Charlie Boy third. What's going on, Charlie Boy? Hey, John, trying to fight the feeling that we may never see this team fully healthy this season, which kills me. I was just starting to allow myself to imagine a special playoff run. No, don't. Don't look. A couple things. One, you could be a Philly fan right now. And and look, I, I Embiid could be back. Sounds like he had a meniscectomy which increases the likelihood he's back because if he had the other version of that surgery, there'd be like no chance he came back. But like, imagine being a Philly fan where you have that hanging over your head and like, this is supposed to be your year and your MVP goes out for the foreseeable future. Or honestly, imagine being a Bucks fan 
where like you've overhauled your organization in basically every way you can overhaul your organization and it just it has gone horribly wrong and like again this is supposed to be your year um i mean to say nothing of imagine being a lakers fan or a warriors fan i mean warriors have won championships so it's a little different as by the way as of the lakers as of the bucks so maybe it's a false equivalency maybe we are a little bit different cuz we haven't won it in the recent past i guess my 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 reason for for making the comp is like there are worse places to be in. This was never supposed to be the year for the Knicks. This is still not supposed to be. I'm not supposed to say this. This is still not supposed to be the year for the Knicks. It's been an amazing year. This is supposed to be the year before the year. This is supposed to be gravy. Um, which is not to say you punt on the year or you don't care what happens in the year or you don't want to make a long playoff run in the year. But And, and my main point is like, I know it, we're feeling it tonight. All the signs still point north. Like, I think OG is fine, ultimately. Like, Grimes, if he's still here for the deadline, he'll be okay. Randall, it seems like he's going to be okay. Mitch, we got get, like, haven't even talked about the Mitch news today. Mitch being back on the court, they're expecting him to do on-court stuff after the break. That's massive. This was a guy they filed for a season-ending injury for. And we just heard he's going to be on the court doing shit after the break. That's incredible news. And then you just heard Dante say, like, Brunson said he's fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. The season is not lost. If there's some bumps in the road, you know what? Hey, we're 16 and three since the trade. They are on a, they are on a, a 50 win pay, a more than 50 win pace. Like we are very close. Hold on. I did this math earlier today. Um, Andrew may have to filibuster this for me for half a second. So the Knicks are right now 33 and 18. Yes. So two 18. 50, so that's uh, 15 games over 500. That's 15 games over 500. So if the Knicks go 17 and 14, which is three games over 500. Three games over, they will win fifty games. Yes, for the for just the second time since nineteen ninety eight. Yes, no. Did they they won fifty in uh, ninety nine two thousand? Exactly fifty that year. Yes. How do you remember that? There's something wrong with you. Sorry. You need to go to like, I looked see at someone. Trivia. Sorry, John. You went outside. I watched and memorized sports. Okay. Yeah, you should, you should seek help for that. It's to talk about me getting therapy. John, I got therapy. <laughs> We've talked about this. Well, sounds like you need a little more to me. Apparently, I need more. Yes, I went to the wrong profession with all this sports knowledge. You're right. <laughs> you didn't, it didn't hit. It didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> I totally chose this life. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Second time, second time in the last quarter century, essentially. You know, um, and, and, and again, 14 and 17 and 14. Um, so we're we're in a good spot. We're in a good spot. And they have the sixteenth easiest schedule or most difficult schedule. It's literally right in the middle. But three of those games on their schedule are Philly. So it's a little bit uh it's actually easier than you think because they're factoring in Philly's record. Uh by the way, the example that you were looking for for the team most snake bitten by injuries, John. Yes. Is the team they played tonight. Yeah, but amongst oh, the point I was trying to make is amongst teams that are still like competing for real things this year, 
for teams that had any illusions of this being a special year and then during the season it got derailed by injuries, yes, there are worse examples. I agree. 